Hello and welcome to the Three Plane Sports Podcast. Just three plane guys from the Great Plains talking a lot of sports, some sports betting, and maybe doing a little drinking along the way. I am your host, producer Dylan, joined by two guys fighting over Kadarius Tony in fantasy football. First, with as many NBA points, rebounds, and assists as Tracy McGrady in the regular season for the Spurs, exclusive drinker of 99 Bananas, and huge fan of Falcons Chode Ball, Colin. Good evening. Finally, trying to figure out how he can make roster management and trades even more confusing, morally <laughs> bankrupt fantasy football commissioner and big Kevin James guy, Sam. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, September 26th, as the uh, Cubs take on the Braves. Wonder how that one's going to go. Uh, uh, let's jump into the pregame where I have some news items for you guys. I uh, have uh, one baseball item. You guys probably saw this, maybe not. But uh, would Colin, would you be able to pick out Josh Donaldson in like your local gym's locker room? Like if he was in there, like with towel around his waist, would you be able to pick him out specifically? Um, yes, because I've seen his face enough from many uh, news stories or when the Blue Jays were good so well, i think i think i could well apparently josh donaldson also believes that all of his new teammates which to be fair probably do already know who he is should be able to uh pick him out and know him already because he does he didn't go around and introduce himself uh because they're like oh i'm josh donaldson they should already know who i am that's just a common side effect of being an enormous douchebag he, he he really has entered enormous douchebag territory. I don't really. I I mostly sarcastically defend him at this point, but uh, yeah, he's he's. I mean, dude, you're on your fucking second team this year when you played like fucking two two three games for the Yankees. Like he, I think he still has a place in the and MLB, but and the Brewers. I think it professionalism wise, they should probably know. Uh, who the fuck the one stranger is that has entered their locker room and uh, should have probably have heard that Josh Donaldson got signed to the team. So I'm not, I think he has sort of a fair point that his teammates should know who he is. And that's more of a management issue there. Not going, yeah, like, but, hey, but still, we fucking sign this guy. Don't and you go like, and be like, hey, I'm Josh. Nice to meet you in person. Or like, I mean, hi, I'm Josh. It's going to be a pleasure playing with you. Or like, hi, I'm Josh. Hope I don't fuck up the rest of your season too bad. I think he probably went up to Andrew Monasterio and said, I'm going to call you Jackie from now on. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I feel like that would have been an impactful fucking way to introduce yourself. <laughs> All right. Uh, I do want to point out, this isn't so much a news item. It's just something I wanted to mention. I... I and I, we said this last year, but I think Amazon's Thursday Night Football is just an amazing production. It's got great production value. The All Twenty Two is very very cool, um, you know, especially if you're watching for fantasy purposes because they highlight most of the players that you're you're watching, and you can you know pick them out real quick, and you know makes it uh, even easier to uh, hit that tweet button uh, once they drop a pass. <laughs> See, I can't say I've taken it in, so I trust you. I mean, Amazon definitely has the financial wherewithal for production value, and I mean, some of the shows they've done. The have. pregame show kind of sucks, but the actual game production and, like, the intro for the game and everything, very cool. 
Yeah, I'd agree I... with that. And Al Michaels is a legend, so can't hate on oh, him yeah. either. It seems like he's upset that he has to sit there with Herb Street. That makes me a little yeah. happy. I can't Shouldn't blame him. Shouldn't have taken the money, though. I'm not a like huge Herb fan Street of either. Herb Street, but he doesn't he doesn't ruin Thursday night football because Michaels Michaels alone can kind of just carry a booth <laughs> and like make it feel like an enjoyable game to watch. Uh, while we're talking about the NFL here, uh, and you guys uh, dig in with any other little tidbits or any other discussion topics you want to come in during this, but uh, I have some interesting statistics for you guys. Uh, so the Cardinals, who I think we all thought were going to be the absolute worst team in the NFL this year, uh, through three weeks are eighth in offensive efficiency. Uh, so it looks like they have, they can actually hold a candle and move the ball much more than we thought. A lot of that's on the back of James Conner, but, uh, overall not as trash as we thought. Josh Dobbs getting that win. Um, you know, they, they can, they can move the ball. Look at that. Uh, Whatever their coach is, who is like looked like he lost his team in the like during uh, camp, seems <laughs> to be able to do something, you know, correctly. Dude expended his make a wish for a whole season. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, no, what I better mean... to burn it on though? You got to respect it with Dobbs. I mean, dude, I I saw that motherfucker. He's had some long runs too. Like he's been ripping them off. He had a forty-something yarder this weekend, and he had. He had like a thirty-yard touchdown against the Giants. He's been he's been balling out out there. It's just a, a shame that you know cancer could take somebody <laughs> from us so imminently, so is, young. Is Josh Dobbs going to be like the next Tyrod Taylor, where he's going to be like a serviceable serviceable backup for half the league over the next ten years? He's going to have to get his uh, his lung punctured with like a injection <laughs> <laughs> to bring on one of the next great young quarterbacks' career. <laughs> I think, unfortunately for him, he's almost got too late of a start of getting recognition as like a potential, like potential serviceable guy. Because I mean, he's been in the league probably since 2015. Potential. Yeah, I fucking heard it. I mean, <laughs> but uh, he, Josh Dobbs. Uh, uh... He, he played against OU when we played Tennessee. When Sterling Shepard was still there, so I guess uh, I guess he's NFL probably been in the league since 2018, 2017 NFL draft. Of course, Fourth corrected that pick. one a bit. Yeah, with what the Steelers picked him, did not spend any of his signing bonus on hair plugs. No, he's also fucking <laughs> apparently brilliant. He has like a he master's is, in he is, uh, he is aeronautics. He's got like a master's in aeronautics <laughs> engineering or something. Some some sort of fucking space-based shit, man. Allegedly very smart. That freaky-looking fucking head is like 99% yeah, I, I, brain. Yeah, related got, to the one dude on the Arkansas basketball team. Dude, they, the fucking Jordan Walsh, man. God. I don't, I don't know which one of those guys freaks me out more to look at, but Josh Dobbs. Walsh, had, well, Walsh. It's just, I was about to say, it's just because... Dobbs had the courtesy to play a sport that makes him put a helmet on at all times, whereas Jordan Walsh just gets to run around and get the camera put on his fucking face unexpectedly, and you're just, you have to deal with that. Well, that's one of my favorite ones that pops up in my Snapchat memories is when I took a picture of Josh Dobbs while at Tennessee, I think maybe in the lead-up to the OU game in, like, 2015, just making a -a make-a-wish joke then, too, but it just (laughs) pops up yearly, and I go... Huh. Like just a little startled because he's doesn't <laughs> have a helmet on that one. But also, I think Dobbs has like 
a some semblance of eyebrows, and I don't think Walsh fella does at all. This picture he has that Josh Dobbs has on his Wikipedia page makes it look like he has eyebrows, whether he drew them in or tattooed them on. It uh, he looks like he has eyebrows. Yeah, we. I actually had this discussion with my my boss at work today, just because she's a Cowboys fan. Shit! Look who beat you! And it was like he's fucking freaky looking. Do you guys um, remember the uh, the? Uh, do you remember Jalen Fisher by chance? Colin, you know who I'm talking about? The point guard for TCU. Who uh, maybe this will uh, jog your memory? Was no. Albino? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I immediately think of uh, Kenny Hustle when I think of God, TCU yeah. with his stupid hair. So. Okay, so if you if you type in Jalen FIS, the very first result is not Jalen Fisher. The first result is Jalen Fisher Albino. Yeah, he was freaky looking. I was going to ask who you guys would rather look at between Jordan Walsh and this guy. Like, uh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs is off the table because Walsh is freakier than Dobbs. We covered that. They're freaky in their way. And then Jalen Fisher's got his own weird shit going on. So we're we're taking the heavyweight uh, bald freak champ (laughs) in Jordan Walsh. Do I get to watch Jordan Walsh? Wait. Do I get to watch either of these guys eliminating Kansas from the NCAA tournament? There it is. You know, (laughs) I think statistically there's like a 1 in 30-something chance that if you were watching Jordan Walsh, that might have been where you were watching him. Dude, did Jordan Walsh have cancer or does he just have alopecia? No, look up his pictures and he's just got patches of hair. So either he got hazed that, like a motherfucker. Doesn't alopecia do that to you sometimes? Like, well, that's what I was saying. Is does he have alopecia uh, or did he have cancer? Like, I, it was more of a I can't uh, tell which one it I is. It, I think it's not cancer. I, I, think I, it is. I can't wait to get. Uh, I can't wait to get all these targeted ads for uh, sports people for sports players with weird genetic conditions that aren't really like. Okay, he he does problems. have alopecia. <laughs> Dude, I googled Jordan Walsh cancer, you know, just to check, and the first thing is from FreshersLive.com, and it's just, the article title is, is Jordan Walsh sick? Why is Jordan Walsh bald? Comma, does, and it cuts off, and it's like, holy shit. Why does he look like this? Is he stupid? What the fuck is he doing? The wild card third option was he was just getting hazed at Arkansas where they were fucking up with his little bit of hair he had, but no, it is confirmed <laughs> alopecia. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, thanks, Detective. I was really glad to hear that he does, in fact, have alopecia. Will Smith, uh, if you're listening, step up, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, back on to statistics, uh, football statistics. Uh, Sam, can you guess who the only quarterback is in the NFL, uh, like starting quarterback, you know, who's played uh, through week three. Who's the only quarterback without a turnover this season? Oh, oh shit. Uh, it's not Baker Mayfield anymore. And it's certainly uh, not Justin Fields. I, yeah, dude, I was thinking it was going to be a field stat. <laughs> you going for me and only, I was like, oh, is, is he, I don't know, is he not throwing 100 fucking yards? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, shit, no, I'm not sure who it is. I remember knowing Baker didn't have any through two weeks, and I was fired up, but uh, I don't oh, know. Is it Dak? No. Uh, God, no. Dak. Did he, did he fumble? He threw a pick, no, he threw a pick against the cards, didn't he? 
Oh, uh, you might be right. I didn't. I didn't he, watch the. I haven't watched any Cowboys games this year. So, dude, I uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to avoid if it be as an NFL fan avoid watching the Cowboys because it's well, unfortunately for him he lives gonna, closer to KC. They so yeah, they, yeah. Been, they did overrun on yeah. TNF or Monday night. So they're on. I don't know if they're not the week that, that you were uh, you were out watching NASCAR when they were beating oh. the piss out of the Giants forty to nothing, dude. And God <laughs> fuck them in the Giants Cowboys <laughs> Sunday night football twice a year bullshit. Sorry, well, well yeah, Dak threw a pick uh, last this most recent week. The so yeah, only quarterback without a turnover through week three is Justin Herbert. My very uh, own. Yeah. Oh, Fantasy. I should have fucking known that because I knew he had didn't. Ha- I said he didn't have one through two weeks last week, saying it wasn't really does. his fault. I was a lot very of good hot does on him throw for this one season, and two, throw one and two start. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't really focus and, the blame on him. That's for sure. And two of those wins were practically defensive win, or uh, that one win was a defensive win. Uh, I mean, that was, that was his fucking fault. That was goddamn Staley going, let's go for it on fourth and one on our own 25 <laughs> with two and a half minutes left, which, like, I get okay. it if you were running the ball pretty well, but, like, why the fuck did they just sneak Herbert? I didn't see the play, but Herbert's not small. No, oh, he's no, not. he's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Five, six, five, six, five, yeah. yeah, just fucking sneak him across the line. God damn! Take one out of the think, Eagles playbook for well, a fucking. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Justin Herbert has the. Uh, well, one, not the squat numbers, and two, just I don't think he's as like willing to take a hit as Jalen Hurts. He's, he's taking some fucking hits. He's I a, mean, you don't even have to really take a hit on a sneak. A sneak is like basically just like you're gonna get dog the piled. most successful. I mean, play in football by a long shot. So I do. I honestly, it kind of feels bitch made, but I do feel like teams should be sneaking it like all the time in those sorts of situations. Yeah, like like I like I get from the efficiency standpoint, and I know I bitched about it maybe a bit last week, but like I I sort of like it's not like wrong to do it. I just feel like in some instances it's like against the spirit and intent. Of of some of the shit, especially like the Eagles. Hey, if one. you could fucking do yeah, it, I mean, do it. Yeah. yeah, no, I get doing it. I just like. The... I mean, it's, it's amazing to me how many like fourth and inches the Eagles end up in. It seems like they have way more. I, I, there's probably a statistic out there somewhere. Maybe I can find, but it seems like the Eagles just end up at like fourth and under one way more than any other team out there. I have seen a lot of it just in their few games this year. I've seen them doing <laughs> owning Jalen Hurts in two leagues, man. I think, like I was saying, has uh, shifted my perspective on uh, just how beautiful that little maneuver is for the game of football. You know, so we should go opposite next next year in the redraft league. We should go the opposite of a PPR and do a points per carry. These <laughs> running for fucking <laughs> running back position could use it, man. Um. And then uh, I have one more little, not, not statistical anomaly, uh, interesting statistical point. Uh, so I have a list in front of me with the top five uh, NFL running back, can- well, just say the top five NFL running backs in yards per carry in the Super Bowl era. And that's with a minim- minimum of 500 career carries. So you kind of kind of like being a qualified batter. Um, let's, let's go with, uh, we'll go number five. Gus Edwards with 5.15 yards per carry uh, in his career. Uh, Nick Chubb, 
526, so 5.26. Uh, can Where's you guys it? guess who number three is? Oh, is it? Uh, I know. I feel like I know two of the next three. And it's um, in I'm, it's in the Super Bowl era, so this is yeah. you know sixty years back. Uh, I'm gonna say Jamal Charles. Yes, Jamal Charles is indeed number three with five point three eight. Colin, can you guess who number two is? I mean, no. I I, I would like Sam. to guess Demarco Murray. Sam, I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I feel like he maybe is number one. But I was gonna say Bo Jackson. I think was Bo on. Jackson That's number on. two. Oh shit! So you get one more chance, uh, dude. I don't have number one. The only names I had. Oh my god! Damn, who's uh, number one? Peyton Hillis. <sighs> Toby Gerhardt. Uh, no. No, but uh, closer than Bo Jackson. You said it's just someone who's had 500 carries? It's got to be at least minimum of 500 carries. Okay. Uh, oh, it's a qualified batter. Uh, you already said Nick Chubb, right? He was third. Or he was okay. fourth. I, fourth. Oh, fourth. Yeah, okay. he was yeah fourth. I, don't, I don't know. it. Those were, the, those were the names I knew on that list. Was, that was uh, the three that just Chubb and the other two. And, well, one of our fantasy mates would be happy to know it is Raheem Mostert. Wow. With a uh, 5.42. So just barely edging out Bo Jackson. But still, I mean, dude's a stud when you let him eat. Yeah. And when he's healthy. That's the yeah, other big that's, part. That's been the problem. But, man, yeah, he, that, that, he is fast as hell, man. And I mean, he makes he, the most uh, of it. What season was that? He like basically like towards the end of the season, like single hand or was that even in the playoffs? Like single handedly, just like took down the Vikings and whatever other NFC team in like uh, he destroyed the twenty twenty. He absolutely ran all over Green Bay in some yeah, playoff game around then. I could tell Green you exactly Bay and the man. Vikings. He like single handedly just like you know just ran all over him and won those games by himself. Yep. They got a but, hell of an offense in San Francisco, man. But, uh, that was the uh, statistical news I had. I had one other uh, one other little news item just because I think this would be good uh, for podcast talk. So there's some there's some problems on House Hall, Sam. Uh-huh. Uh, Bears defensive coordinator resigned. There may or may not – well, there are allegations uh, that may or may not be true about inappropriate behavior – Eberflus looks like he has no fucking idea what's going on. This entire like coaching staff could be fired come probably not this week, come Monday morning, Tuesday morning. What's they, going on, Sam? So they deserve to be fired. Uh, they are every bit as incompetent as they come off, and it's, it's both sides of the ball. We have a defensive-minded head coach, and we've actually invested, despite we have invested plenty in the roster on offense, obviously with like DJ Moore. Well, plenty is maybe a stretch. We've invested in the offense. <laughs> we have invested plenty in the defense. We have spent a lot of like second, third round picks in the last couple of years on DBs, a few D linemen. We went and signed Tremaine Edmonds to a big contract and TJ Edwards, another linebacker. So we went and spent in free agency for two linebackers after trading away Roquan Smith. We have, have given a lot of the personnel to Matt Eberflus, and these guys aren't necessarily panning out yet, and the D-line still sucks, but that defense is horrible, and to me, it's it's pretty indefensible, you know, if, if we were going to be with a defensive-minded head coach, and put all of this into, like, getting guys who fit his outdated scheme, like the fact that we're just getting absolutely torn up is embarrassing, and then, of course, 
that that's usually not the problem for the Bears, but what has always has been and still continues to be one of the problems for the Bears is the fucking offense, which, you know, we've never seen a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards, and a lot of us were delusional enough to believe it might happen this season. It sure as hell will not. Uh, Justin Fields, I mean, is lucky to throw for 200 uh, in a day that he's out there. Uh, The problem here is that the Bears like to pat themselves on the back for having never fired a coach midseason. The Bears, they didn't do it with Mark Trestman. They didn't even do it with Aaron Cromer, our OC under Mark Trestman, when it actually like ended up getting out publicly that he had been anonymously speaking to the media, talking shit on Jay Cutler for weeks. <laughs> and like all well, of this got, like, got back to the locker room uh, and out to the public, and he still didn't get fired. That's why Jay Cutler started smoking. So before <laughs> before we get into takes, I do want to just say with the whole Eberflus situation and everything, it seems to me like in today's NFL, you almost have to have an offensive-minded head coach. Yep. The Bears did not interview Mike McDaniel. Colin, Colin knows all about that. Hey, at least, I mean, they hired one. He ain't, is he good? No, I'd rather have <laughs> Arthur Smith than Matt Eberflus, though, and I'm not, I'm not kidding about that. Arthur, dude, Justin Fields would look better in that offense. Would he be an NFL franchise quarterback? Hey, no, he would not. He'd be close to he, home. He would, he would be, and he would look, he, he would look good in the Falcons' offense. Just, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, absolutely. Well, I maybe not anymore. Justin Fields would look way better than fucking Ritter does because. The mobility aspect would, I guess, honestly open up the fucking run game that we already just try and show ball down everyone's throat. Exactly, yeah. He's got I, some QB run. Now we, get, yeah, now we get to RPO some bullshit. It's like, whoa, watch out. <laughs> Being real crazy, you might just throw it to Drake London one or two times today. I don't know. Well, honestly, I mean, Kyle Pitts is the one that is getting fucked late, lately. At least London... As a touchdown in the U.S. No, this you, year. Only, you only think Pitts is getting fucked because you put like an anytime TD on him like every week. He's a masochist. He hates hey. the picks from the moment they made it, and he's just like <laughs> again plus two forty. Surely like, he does it. Oh, he fucking sucks every, every single time. Every single time he's betting enough to win back all of the other times that he's lost that bet. So it's just getting, it's just snowballing as he doubles down every time. Dude, so I will, I will say I, I hit, I hit fucking London last week and I was like, all right, London got the touchdown being thrown this week. It must be Kyle Pitts o'clock. But it fucking wasn't. And guess what? We play overseas this week, so maybe it is a fucking Kyle <laughs> time to bet Kyle Pitts, man. Would you? Okay, so I am still of the opinion that Justin Fields has had all of the Justin Fields coached out of him, and is just unfor. It's very unfortunate because he was very promising, and that he's just kind of a lost cause now. Colin, would you? Would you take a chance? Like, would you? be okay with the Falcons taking a chance on him at an extreme discount at some point, like basically them trading to get just to give him away on the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it. I think he can throw the ball better than Ritter. Ritter has just already accrued some uh, sweet, sweet highlights of just missing open receivers. <laughs> Granted fields would have so to see fields. him. I uh, no fields fields. Hasn't, overthrown when i say miss i mean like overthrown he just doesn't see him uh but i i feel like 
Fields would be just fine in our offense, if not an improvement from Ritter due to his mobility and if he can have his fucking confidence back up. But I don't know, man. All right. I just wanted to mention that a little bit and uh, give Sam the chance to vent some of his frustrations because it looks like they're going to have the Bears are going to have a very hard time coming across a win this season. Uh, so let's move Looking on. Like to, that. <laughs> let's move on to a slow pitch, fast pitch. Where uh, this week I have handed this off to Colin because he had some locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, slow pitch, fast pitch. Where the slow pitch is supposed to be a little bit of an easier take, uh, easier uh, buy, whereas the fast pitch is supposed to be the hot take. Uh, you know, harder to agree with. And I'll start, uh, Colin. I think. Well, at least as far as Colin's concerned, I think I have the slow pitch. That would be correct. Um, so oh, this wow, is obviously. Sam guess. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can't. I was going to guess slow pitch, believe it. Although I was going to be hesitant <laughs> because I was. I would say it, it. It became slow pending last night's results. Just hit. Um, never, never. Well, mind. so <laughs> the the Dylan's take is the Cowboys should never be taken seriously as long as Dak <laughs> is at the helm. So this was – I had to think about this one for a little bit, but I, I do agree, not because Dak is that bad of a quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. Like, I'm of the opinion that you have – it. the split changes from year to year, but there's always, like, 18 quarterbacks in the NFL that are at, at minimum. They're like, okay, you might get upset with them, but you're not necessarily upset that they're on your team. And then there's 14 who you're like, holy fuck, get this guy the hell out of here. Um <laughs> Dak's always in that top 18. He just doesn't have, I don't want to say he doesn't have the skills because I think he's talented enough to do it. I just don't think he has the, the mental fortitude or he doesn't work well under pressure. He doesn't work well when things begin to break down, not necessarily in the pocket, but just when his team starts to break down, like we saw against the Cardinals. And I, I don't think they have real success with Dak because he's going to choke in the playoffs. He's going to choke when it matters. He's going to drop the games they should never fucking drop. And that's the kind of shit that gets people, if you're a coach, that's the kind of shit that gets you fired. If you're a quarterback, that's the kind of shit that turns your uh, uh, turns your fan base against you no matter how many games you win if you can't fucking put a playoff run together. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously he has never like hasn't done anything to really prove that he was worthy of his contract. I mean, I liked him coming out of college and like was supportive of him in his first year. I, I, I mean, I saw right away that Romo was going to get hurt and he was going to definitely be a fucking starter uh, that his rookie year. But like he just, yeah, he never goes above it. And it's like fucking hell, man. If you want a game manager on your team, fucking put Cooper Rush in. Holy shit. Dak does not do anything that good enough. Dak like is good a enough. much better quarterback than Cooper Rush. Let's not mince words here. Hey man, Dak Cooper has Rush a high winning ceiling. percentage. What's what's a, compare? Let's compare winning percentages. Before I think, Colin's, Colin's burying the lead so hard here. He calls think, this shit a slow so pitch, like, saying the Cowboys are fraud so that he can sneak in. Cooper Rush is the so man. Like, <laughs> So I, I I thought about this and I think so I think Dak is more athletic than say a Kirk Cousins, but I do think Dak and Kirk Cousins have similar ceilings. Whereas they're not a guy unless you have 
the right amount of supporting cast, which the Vikings fucking don't. The Cowboys, it's arguable if they have the supporting cast to take them to a Super Bowl or a, or a you know a conference championship. Um, it, I, I think similar it's ridiculous ceilings. To never though. say that the Cowboys have that not been tooled to really put forth a good effort into the postseason, and then they never do. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's just Dak, but I don't think he does not elevate not that helping. team. He doesn't I mean, elevate that team Romo at all. Romo had the same problem. Well, yeah, yeah. Romo is not that good uh, either. Uh, but, I mean, this I, is like I, a historic I, 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 This is basically like what, what – I mean – I Even mean, Aikman you could honestly expand I mean, this take to if you look as long as Jerry Jones, as long as Jerry Jones is building the team, they will not be successful. Like you could expand on this, because um, I mean, while he drafts pretty fucking well, he does he not does. know where to put the money. Sometimes, I mean, fucking overpaid yeah. Zeke, overpaid Dak. You know, he's he sort of fucked the money up here and there. He's put together good teams and just can't figure well, it the he fuck out. And Dak is like, I mean, fuck another one where you could take this and this would have been maybe a hot take. I'd rather fucking Baker be leading my team than Dak. I think. I think. Okay. Okay, there's a little bit to unpack there, but I don't necessarily disagree with that premise at face value. I think. Baker has okay, so some guys have it right, like Chuck, like uh, not uh, uh, Brock Purdy has like he will win at any cost. I feel like Baker's got that. I don't feel oh, like Dak has uh, that. Okay, Brock Brock is in just such a good system and is but but, but he's got the, he's he's the kind it. of like, guy, like some guys just have that even if they don't have all the talent to back it up. They're gonna try to like like there's just a I don't I don't know there's a mentality there and a like Baker's got it. I don't think he has that leadership. I don't think he has that leadership aspect that like your team wants to rally around. It's more like in and Cooper you know, Rush does. Oh, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's, Clearly, it's like it's kind of like rallying around the Make a Wish kid. Nobody well, so, has ever like, worn that star like Cooper Rush wears that star. Was it, was it Dude, Ben it, Benucci, one of those... like a third string Cowboys quarterback? He was pretty I, good in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's like one of those where it's like. <laughs> When Dak's on the field, you expect him to be a leader. And I'm not saying Cooper Rush is a perfect replacement. He just, you know, does have a does have a higher winning percentage. And I would say he probably oh beats God. the Cardinals. Yeah, but he's not um, a qualified batter, right? You know, like I don't so know. So he to got speak. he he so to played speak. like six, seven games last year, and they went like five and one, five and two in those. But like when you put Cooper Rush in the spotlight, he's not the he doesn't have to be a leader. He's the backup that's filling in and doing his job. I mean, it, it, that's that's more me just wanting to even pile on spitefully towards Dak. <laughs> but no, I you don't. He's not a leader, and at, at the end of the day, you need your quarterback to be some form of the leader on the field. I feel like, and he just never never steps up i feel like he knows what to say like he, he's got a great pr campaign going on like he knows what to say to the media and stuff 
and most professionals do nowadays oh, unless yeah. they are ones getting fucking cracked over the middle by Vontez Perfect. Uh, they, they know what to oh. say to the media most of the time. But I didn't, like they're, they're not going to get it done. They like I mean, what what's wrong with this team? Like where where are their flaws? Wide receivers pretty solid. Running backs supposed to be pretty good. Tony uh, Pollard defense good. against Arizona. Exactly. I mean, they Trayvon have... Diggs ACL is their flaw. <laughs> uh, but like Trayvon look at that. Diggs one... looking way better than he actually is. Uh, Trayvon yeah, he, Diggs. Picture, how I yeah. like to uh, how I like to pretty much categorize Diggs was he he was the Zach Sanchez of the NFL Dude, for the Cowboys. The plays, but those plays, He's not like, that he yeah, had to, not that a lot of those plays position. he has to go make are because he fucked up to let it get to that point to begin with, and then comes up with this like. I won't call it lucky. Let's just call it this massively athletic uh-huh. play to make up all of the ground he just lost. <laughs> well, no, it's pretty. It's pretty much like he's a ball hawk with no actual other corner skills. Because I mean, the videos of Trayvon Diggs getting no double down Lenny into oblivion last year were pretty fucking There's, hilarious. I, I will say, I think this shit's a little overblown. I'll even defend it. I, I mean, a I agree bit, because. It's, there, I mean, there's videos of of you know every DB just getting absolutely fooled by good receivers. I mean, a, a good route running receiver will make any DB look stupid probably three, four, five times a game minimum, even if they don't get the ball, just by like twisting their feet up and shit. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, no, I don't think he's really that like as bad as Zach Sanchez was as an overblown type thing. Zach Sanchez, but... Zach Sanchez, still an NFL guy. He flamed out after barely getting any playing time for the Panthers for like two, two and a half years. I think he, he was flamed out the XFL an NFL or guy. something like that. Yeah, I mean, what do we I by that exactly? Uh, he played games in the NFL. That makes you an NFL guy. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I want more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bare bones is what it is. <laughs> makes you an NFL guy. He could potentially fill out an immaculate grid square, is what it, you know what he's meaning. Um, did he did he play on a team besides the Panthers? It'd be a very niche immaculate because uh, he didn't win any Super Bowls. The, 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 the row is Panthers, and the column is sucked ass. And, you're gonna <laughs> there's like, yeah. and then there's going to be like ten billion point oh one <laughs> answers for that. <laughs> Oh yeah, he totally did not play for anyone else. Yeah, he's like, there's nothing else he would he would you know <laughs> qualify for that would be was. on the grid. All right, let's move on to the fast pitch, Colin. All right, Sam got I think a relatively decent and intriguing take. Much, I mean, mine was much more aggressive towards wanting drum to roll everybody. Uh, hold um, on, hold on, I have a drum roll somewhere oh, here. I got oh. The Jags are the biggest frauds in the AFC. Yeah, I'm I'm buying it, and and I was gonna sell it, but the reason I'm buying it is because they gave up a kick return touchdown to a fucking fullback in the process of what they were doing yesterday. I mean, there's there's losing, and there's losing to a shitty team, and there's losing to a shitty team in embarrassing fashion and beating yourself, and then there's <laughs> losing to a shitty team in embarrassing fashion, beating yourself, and letting their fucking fullback house a, a kickoff on you. 
That that shit is just unbelievable to me. And I was also holding out for Cincy to maybe be the biggest frauds, but I thought that they got their feet under him last night. Jamar Chase just just barely got his feet under him enough to absolutely fuck me last night. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I'm willing to go ahead and say after after three weeks and, and relative to like preseason expectations, uh, I think the Jags are looking like the biggest frauds in the AFC. That said. I don't think I would necessarily sell them to win the South because it fucking sucks, and I have zero faith in the, in the Titans or the Colts really either. I'm not going to say it's impossible for them to win it. Uh, and really same with the Texans even, but I just, I mean, I, to me the Jags have the most talent and the most proven coach and the best quarterback, so it's just like I I, I feel like that will eventually win out over the course of the season. But No, you're you're right. They they still have an easy path to the playoffs comparably from many teams. I would like to sort of follow in Colin's footsteps here and just sneak a hotter take into the discourse of the take provided. And I'm going to say that by season's end, I think we'll be saying the biggest frauds in the AFC and the team that we're going to be pointing and laughing at is going to be the Bills. Okay, so I – Ooh, uh, that's, a, that's an interesting one, Sam. I hadn't thought of it that way. I kind of wanted to go into this. T- I don't know if I'm buying or selling it because I think right now, to me, the Jags are tied with another AFC team for biggest frauds, and I'd say that's the Chargers. So the thing was the that's Chargers – that's, that's a fair point, but <clears throat> the Chargers were at least, you know, in a tough division – uh, a tougher That's division. Fair. And let, let's take a quick look at the Jaguars' first three games. They, I, uh, I, I will say the Texans are better than I think you guys think with all that no, young I, talent. No, I agree. They've looked pretty good. But to beat the piss out of the Jags by 20 and let a muffed kickoff ran back by a cracker fullback, I mean, that's synonymous. <laughs> wow. But, but yeah, yeah, like the Bears oh, are breaking these we lost there we lost all of our white listeners all of our our conservative <laughs> audience they're a fullback funky uh, fullbacks <laughs> but like okay Bud Light. let's let's they're not okay <laughs> we know they're Bud not Light they're, anymore, they're drinking miller <laughs> it, man. they got no follow through drinking bush lattes the orange ones that you crush them up and throw yeah. them under the tree so they blend in with all the leaves <laughs> Uh, Kid all Rock's right. drinking it again. <laughs> but so, all right, thir- week one, 31-21 win against the fucking Colts that I'll the Colts it. honestly should have. Anthony Richardson looks good. Yeah, but the Colts honestly should have punched another touchdown in there right at the end. They literally got stopped on fucking first through fourth and, like, goal on the on the one. And so, like, that, that game, honestly, the score – they maybe shouldn't have lost, but the score should have been even closer than it was. You get you put up nine points against Kansas City, which yeah, is that was a seventeen to nine which game. Is, Eight points yeah, against KC is not that bad. Yeah, but putting up nine points against KC, even the Bears didn't do that. That's true. The KC was basically the KC looked like a college team just putting in a true freshman. On the money. other hand, That's they the, held KC, KC to seventeen points. Yeah, but you only get from the, the first two. End. I mean, the, the first Bears two also weeks. Did not do that. <laughs> no. The first two weeks, the Chiefs sort Four of looked that. like their offense might actually be up in the air. That wide receiving core is piss poor. Yeah, they're coming um, into their own in Canada. And and the Jags looked mul- multiple times like they should have 
been able to do more than what they did. They had multiple drives that they sort of got down and just shit that their pants should have been able to extend them longer, and they just didn't. I can agree uh, and with then, that. Then they get smacked by the fucking smacked. That's the issue. It's not that they lost the Texans. That is what it is. The Texans, maybe we doubted them, and they're proving us wrong. They got smacked That's by the talent. fucking Texans. With, yeah, are you are you taking the talent with the Texans over the fucking Jags talent, though? Well, no. probably not. No, and I think it's 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 fair to highlight and shit on a team for specific like ways of losing and the like the Jaguars they they had they missed a field goal, they had a field goal blocked and they give up this kick return touchdown like that that's an absolute masterclass on how to just completely fucking blow a game on special teams and that's the kind of shit that can make a team with a ton of talent a fraudulent team the chargers have basically been doing that for 20 straight fucking years with a good offense and good defense and shit special teams and just losing all the time so i mean i think it's it's fair to call that out and highlight it with the jags that's that shit has to get cleaned up and sometimes it's easier said than done and the thing is, those drives, so the missed field goal, right, they started the ball with the ball on Houston 48. They stalled out on the 30. They didn't do fucking shit with it. Um, the, the blocked field goal, they actually moved up the field, but like, holy fuck, missed field goal with the fucking blocked one coming right after is a tough fucking look. And, and their defense didn't do shit. The fucking Texans were up 17 none at halftime. Um who fumbled? Uh okay, wide receiver fumbled. That's a tough, you know, tough bit there. That allowed uh the Texans to score, you know, kick a field goal right before half. And then they come out of half, look decent, they're back in this game 17 to 10, and then they let that fucking kickoff go. And that end, that ended the game cuz next next possession interception and like that just that pretty much iced the game like you start to get momentum and you allow something so fucking stupid just end the game for you pretty much in the middle of the third um i don't know maybe it's just more like of a peterson coach sophomore slump for these guys because obviously lawrence is in his third year etienne's in his is Etienne in his third year as well, or did he come in a year after Trevor? He is, but he got a Liz Frank in the preseason yeah, as a rookie, his... so he he didn't yeah. play at all as, in his first year. So this is like yeah, his second year. I knew that. That's playing, what. That's what. But, yeah, third, third in the league. Plus, is like... Liz related to Anne? <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, also, a sad story. Both really, <laughs> <laughs> but you also have them coming off a of one. Or oh no, they came back. Sorry, I'm getting them mixed up with the Chargers there, just because you had mentioned them earlier. Just like because they're really so shitty. similar and they're massively fraudulent, the both of them. And now it's just because one blew the fucking wild card game and the other didn't. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. They had a lot of momentum coming in this year, almost the biggest clear cut path to a playoff spot in all reality. Yeah, yeah. and they're one and two, and. Like, their saving, potential saving grace is they get to play against some chode ball in London at uh, fucking 8.30 oh, our shit, time. in London. You got to be all over the Kyle Pitts props, man. That's 8.30 our stop. time? Isn't, aren't yeah. those games, like, and, normally 9.30 or 9? I, I feel know. like they're... I, I, I sleep I through them one way or the other, man. I, I don't know. 
not just that, they get to play back-to-back games overseas. They got the Germany game <laughs> against the Bills the week later. That's because their, their owner back? made a deal. Their owner There's made no a deal way. to pay to play way more. Their owner is very, very adamant that the NFL could uh, could you know expand into Europe and be successful. So he basically signed like this massive deal that they would play multiple home games in in London every year. Oh, they actually play in top. They play at uh, in Tottenham Stadium. They're in not Europe, the Germany game somewhere, but yeah. So yeah. they play back to back UK games. So they definitely aren't coming home. So I I don't know, man. That really, if you can't get your fucking mind right to beat Houston or even put in a good game against Houston, if you lose to Atlanta, which I don't guarantee, but their run defense hasn't been great, and I can tell you what the fucking Falcons are gonna do. <laughs> and you lose you lose to Atlanta and then have to play stay overseas for a week you're you're going to be potentially 1 in 5 if they lose to Atlanta i would assume they'll be uh sorry uh 1 in 4 through fucking 5 weeks cuz they play buffalo and i feel like not travel they or traveling just for the one week for buffalo will be an advantage over the jags especially if they lose to the falcons yeah, it's fair. All righty. Um, so there's the slow pitch fest, which thank you, Colin, for the uh, actually very good takes this week. And oh, uh, sweet. let's move on to something we've been uh, prepping, I don't know, for the last like two hours, maybe total. <laughs> uh, let's do an MLB playoff draft. So there are allegedly 17 teams who are still eligible for the playoffs because we don't want to ignore baseball. We've been ignoring baseball the past couple weeks because we've been getting started with college football, getting started with the NFL. We've been waiting on these these two leagues for the last several months, but we're not going to we're not going to forget about baseball, especially as we end September and lead into October, which is playoff season for Major League Baseball. We're going to do our playoff draft. And Colin, you want to give us the order again? We're going to do a snake draft, and we're each going to pick four teams um, that we think are going to advance the farthest in the playoffs. And we'll try to keep track of this and see who comes out as the winner. I don't know how we're going to come up with the points, but we'll figure out a winner, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like a, a series win or, you know, games won or something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But we're going to only do four teams each, so there will be five left on the table just because if we did fucking five picks each, someone's getting a team that is going to miss the playoffs, which is just a bit fucked out the gate, especially since we did a random order generator on Google, which order did this, and it is a snake draft, but the order will be Dylan, myself, then Sam. So, Dylan, who is the number one overall pick you are going to go with in the, the playoff draft? With the number one overall pick, Dylan picks oh, the Atlanta Braves. How can what you say coward. no? How could you say no to that team? What a coward! How can you say no uh, to the Braves? <laughs> That's fucking pathetic. How could you say no? You just you just wanted them. 
Uh, I, I was Braves getting are him. I, I, I picked whether or not, he, he was not getting yeah, them. Whether or no, not, I, I was. I knew you were. I, I was sitting here certain you were going to say Astros and at least no, walk out with your yeah. head held high like a fucking adult who Y'all believes in his, more his shit defending world champion baseball team. But no, let me just hop on the Braves, please. As oh long as they're Go as long as they're managed by just, Dusty just, Baker, there's a Colin, chance they can Colin, win. Colin, who are, any who are given you game. picking? Colin, who are you picking? Fuck you, Dylan. Colin, the Braves are a full um, complete team. Not gonna oh. lie, it's a bit fucking funky. <laughs> Um, some, some would say that, uh, Wander Franco missing the playoffs really throws a wrench in the Rays and uh, just a minor if you go, bring him just, back, just a bring minor wrench. Back. I, you no. know what? In my first, <laughs> fuck off. No, I'm not getting, I'm not saying shit. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get a bit wild on my first round pick because I'm an adult. I'm going to take the Rangers. They're hot uh, now that they're healthy again. I don't hate that pick. Uh, like I, said, I mean, they're, obviously they're, they're healthy again, which is their biggest problem, I think. Their pitching is serviceable enough, even with the injuries that they've had, that I think their, bat, their bats are pretty fucking explosive. It's just... It's honestly, I think my train of thought, and I can explain it once the other teams get picked on why I maybe didn't take them first round, which honestly is dumb. But there's just enough question marks, especially in the American League, on some teams that are there that I I think maybe the Rangers are making the playoffs. Like, that's going to happen pretty much. Um, And I think they have just enough talent there to maybe get them across uh, if their bats stay hot, their pitching's good enough. That's that's what I'll leave it at. You know, I didn't think of this till before, but this is going to be kind of fucked if we end up picking teams that end up playing each other in our draft. No, I mean <laughs> that's that is what it is. Um, I will say I think the gamesmanship of of Pussy Boy not drafting the Astros is knowing that we both hate the Astros so fucking much. <laughs> That we might not take them ourselves, and it'll just fall back to them. Yeah, that obligation is going to be on you, Colin. Because uh, with the third pick in our Snake MLB playoff draft, I'm taking the Baltimore Orioles just because I want to root for them, and they are pretty damn good. Um, and then, so for... so the Orioles, I, I do want to mention the Orioles to me. Obviously, they're good. Uh, Ninety, how many wins? Ninety-one wins. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Oh, okay. Sir. Sorry, I was short. I think they met potentially I think today. when they clinched, they had ninety one or ninety two. Um, but that that has to me the makings of a team that's going to disappoint. Well, I mean, why don't yeah, we uh, allow they the are guy the Baltimore who took Orioles. him? Yeah, uh, so, explain his pick a little bit, Sam. Uh, he was going to move on to his next one. Yeah, to to be quite frank, it's it's about as simple as they're going to be the team that like the fan in me is just going to be pulling for because they're the new blood. They got a lot of exciting kind of young players, you know, and then I also just feel for the fan base. I like the city of Baltimore. I like, I like Camden Yards. Have you ever been to Baltimore? I like the city of Baltimore. It's literally the exact sense (laughs) that I love the wire. And so I find it interesting and would never set foot there. Although I, 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 I do, I'm a believer in old Bay and I can oh, see, I can see, yeah, I can see some of the crab stuff that they've got going on in Baltimore doing the trick for me. But is it hey, worth it? Nah, hey, maybe old not. Pay. Hey, old pay sponsor us. <laughs> yep. 
So here, I, 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 they were the one I was really debating on taking there, but the youth forum, and I don't, I don't believe in that pitching staff enough. Yeah, is part, well, part of the youth. thing. And the is youth Colin going to take Tampa Bay now? <laughs> I'm not up on the on the board, but <laughs> yeah. like that's another thing that the youth on the roster could lead to them really just you know going quietly. The bats shut down. They like they don't have really you know that vet presence in the lineup to really rally behind none of these guys santander I mean, you know these guys Mullins, haven't been they've there been before, there so it'll be exactly it it could go either way they could ride sort of ride <laughs> that how the rays have rode that a cu- for a couple of years when brandy I mean, was really fucking good in the playoffs maybe they won't see the um, pressure because they don't know that they're supposed to yeah be i mean that it's, it's more of an intro to the playoffs to them rather than like they will be here probably next year you know so I, I just don't know how it'll play out down the road especially with the matchups still up in the air obviously which i guess makes it more sense that we're drafting with no with no matchups too because it allows a bit of ambiguity and less game planning but uh sam who you who do you have for the second round first pick i am gonna go ahead and bring in their uh, divisional counterparts from tampa bay and go with the Rays. I feel like the Rays, uh, I mean, have, have, without going and winning a World Series, have proven about as much as any organization that they're capable of playing in October and playing well in October. Um, and I, I feel like between those two teams, I've got a lot of firepower on my side. And, and uh, I'm just hoping they don't run into each other in the, the divisional series. Yeah, no, that one makes a lot of sense. It's just sort of weird. Their pitching is very good. Um, but we just seen them not quite get there. And obviously with Wander Franco out, obviously like the, one of their best players, one of their best <laughs> players is out there and their bats sent down to the minor been, like, leagues. Horrible. Haven't been horrible, but Celebrated. like, I don't know. There's a bit, there's a bit of like unknown names in their roster now because of how their season's sort of gone that again, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from him, so I couldn't just go right after wanting to take him. Um, anything else on on the Rays? Um, I got nothing, Colin. It's all you. All right, and Sam, honestly, uh, not Sam. Uh, Dylan may may get his boys if he wants to go there, because even though I don't know how I feel about this team from multiple aspects, being a little just off from their usual. I'm going to take the Dodgers oh, here. That was, damn it. Yeah, um, the Dodgers have the pedigree, have the name brand recognition, have the leadership and the guys to be there. You can't pass up on them really right there. I honestly debated taking them in the first round, but with some, I mean, like, I assume Lance Lynn doesn't make the playoff roster. Like, there's just some guys, although... Also, holy shit, actually I'm looking at this starting lineups or potential starting lineups and he might be there because obviously Julio Urias probably probably not uh not playing in the playoffs. So then it leaves um Kershaw, Bobby Miller, their like their bats I think in sort of veter- veteran levels what's going to carry them if they're going to be good and the NL is clearly the weaker side in my opinion. So 
the Dodgers have, other than the Braves, a pretty good opportunity to be there. They're still, you know, 96 wins with two of the teams in their three of technically three of their teams in their fucking division still alive for the playoffs, even with two of those having very, very outside shots. All righty. With my second pick, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I think they have the ability to make it happen. They made some, they made some moves, which seemed questionable um, at the trade deadline, but have proven to kind of work out for them. Uh, They're talented as all of these teams are, but they're, I don't know. I think they have. Uh, I, I like their entire team makeup and think they have a chance to make a run. Do I think they're a World Series team? Absolutely not. But they could make a run. See, at the beginning of the year, I really thought like their pitching staff got sort of fuck plowed. Um, but no, I mean you got Nola and Wheeler for guaranteed starting, along with like if they want to put a lefty in there, they have. They have Ranger Suarez, who's had a really good second half, who because he was awful at the beginning of the year, and then uh, Christopher Sanchez has looked pretty good, and I think he's a rookie. But both of them have looked good from the left side of the plate. If they throw Lorenzen and Taiwan Walker in as sort of stretch guys, That's in case guys are bad, they their starting rotation. If they have to long bullpen those guys, actually have a really good group. I think they their offense. I mean, let's not forget Michael Lorenzen threw a, threw a no hitter this year. Yeah, but also no hitters are typically thrown by not the best pitchers here and there. I mean, he's still good. He's played much better now. He's not the pity vote for the Tigers to be in the All Star game. Um, and their offense isn't just purely speared by Bryce Harper. Obviously, Kyle Schwarber is no uh, batting average savant this year but he has the ability to start any game off with a fucking bang. Well, you know what and they say on uh they say in Moneyball. He gets on base. Yeah, no fucking wild stats. I think their team is uh I gets on base. They I I feel like they underperformed like win-wise a little bit for how they did last year, but well, let still me a good you, team. If we have national or baseball tragedies throughout the entire playoffs, they're going to win. Castellanos is going to carry him home. Castellanos going to nail home run after home run after home run all through the playoffs. He just needs a national, uh, several national tragedies for that to happen. <laughs> Maybe you'll make him happen to get your pick home. And then with my third pick, this should come as no surprise to anybody. I'm picking the Houston Astros, uh, despite their not great record at, in terms of being a playoff team. They're the kind of team that always has the talent to win a World Series, at the very least, make a run into the ALCS. Now, I think, unfortunately, one of the bigger things holding them back is Dusty Baker and his his management, his decision-making. He is not a stats guy. He is a coach-by-feel guy, which sometimes works. And you know what? He's won a World Series with the Astros on that. But... It also has proved somewhat disastrous down the stretch, especially late in this season. So um, give me the Astros as my third overall pick just because they have uh, the talent and they show that they can get it done in the playoffs year after year after year. Yeah, boo, fuck them. We don't want to see them do shit. Hey, when they win oh. me this thing. <clears throat> um. All right, so from there... 
I, uh, they've had such a shit end of their year, but I'm going to take the Blue Jays. Um, I like it. Their pitching staff is pretty fucking solid. Their bats should be better than they have been. Um, this is irrelevant really overall, but uh, I saw this stat the other day, and it's, uh, is it Davis Schneider's their guy, their second base guy that's been, like, came up mid, like towards the, after the deadline, who you said it was yeah, hitting, yeah. like, 400 for a while. He hit 60-whatever six, in his first two starts or something. Yeah, something something like that. But so he actually has, like, the most fucking called strikes out of the zone in all of MLB <laughs> or something like that. That motherfucker hasn't been in the league more than fucking 60 games. Um, if their bats figure it the fuck out, because Vlad Jr.'s god-awful year. Like, there's, there's some stuff. If, if the switch changes... They, they have a chance to be really good. They just haven't been down the past, you know, probably 20, 30 games. Uh, well, actually, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10, but they've really, I feel like, struggled somewhat I, since the All-Star break. Their bats have, at least. That doesn't, you know, per se translate to wins and losses, but their bats have been very quiet. So if that changes, I, I do like them. I, I do like assuming... Uh, assuming their uh, their bats can get it together, they really do have the batting lineup makeup uh, to make this thing happen. You know, make a real run at this. Uh, you know, George Springer. You have Vlad Guerrero. You have hell, Whit Merrifield's not going to send mean, a yard all the time, but he's a good guy you, for getting hits. You just not going to say literally their best offensive player, which is fucking Bo Bichette. Okay, well, no. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Matt Chapman sort of fallen off in the second half of the year. If they can which, figure, I mean, if these guys can have. figure it out, they've proven that they're reliable. Okay, there are some guys who are reliable home run threats, like Vlad Guerrero. There are some guys who are reliable hitters, like Whit Merrifield. They just not, uh, like you said, not had a great second half of the season and have been struggling in the month of September. They have arguably one of the best un- underrated career-wise defensive uh, outfielders on their roster, and Kevin Kiermeyer. Honestly, one one of my favorite, uh, probably one of my favorite fucking underrated out like baseball players over the past while. Uh, second favorite outfielder with the name Kevin, though Kevin Pilar. Goddamn, go watch. You want to watch some fun fucking highlights, go watch Kevin Pillar, who is on the team that has the number one overall pick spot with the Braves. I fucking love him. Former former Blue Jay himself, but... Yep. Now, uh, Kiermaier had a great stint with the fucking Rays. Uh, if you ever need a, a Rays gold glover, I'm pretty sure he has a couple. I think he's got um, a handful, honestly. Yeah, no, he's been so fucking good. And it's just sort of an underrated... Defensive outfielders have just such an underrated career presence. And I, I, I fucking love them. So, Sam, who do you got now? Um, well, we definitely are officially past the point where I expect any of the teams that are available to have a legitimate chance, in my personal opinion. But uh, with this one, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Brewers. Um, as I, I feel like as long as Josh Donaldson just doesn't you know, get allowed on the field. I'm not going to completely rule them out. Maybe this is the year that the pitching staff kind of clicks into place for them in the playoffs. Obviously, that's been what they've been riding to being a good team for years on end now um, and just not really figuring it out on offense, and we've seen that burn them in the postseason. We'll probably fucking see it again. 
but uh, I certainly would rather take them than, say, the Minnesota Twins, um, which leads me to my next pick, which will not be the Minnesota Twins, um, but will be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I I debated long and hard. I thought this whole time about just taking the Cubs just to spite Colin, but I think that there is just a decent enough chance they miss the playoffs entirely that I don't want to be saddled with them. So, and I'm currently watching Arizona, as a matter of fact. I did say, I don't know if we started recording or this was right before, I said we probably would lose, despite the fact that we were up 3-0 in the first. We're down 8-4 oh, yeah. to, four oh, to the Arizona yeah. Diamondbacks right now. That's um, the so over, baby. I, I looked up at my television while I was really debating this pick for the final moments there and just saw them hit a go-ahead, like, uh, you know, two-run single or something and went, yeah, fuck it, Arizona. So... Um, I've now got two AL, two NL. Uh, give me the Brewers and the D-backs here on this this pass through, and I feel okay about it. I was really hoping the D-backs would fall to me. Colin, am I see? I can't tell if it's just my TV or is it just pouring rain at Cubs I'm Braves? Not watching the game. I I have the fights on my maybe, laptop. Maybe it's just foggy right or now. something, but, but it is like hazy out there. Colin so here, is the exact diehard Cubs fan to be watching some random ass fight when the Cubs are in a, the thick of a playoff hunt with a week left in the season. Did I? It's just because I I don't want to believe they they just had such dude they got fucking beat by the Pirates in and the Rockies like the lost drop series to both of those teams. So it's just like I don't want to fully buy in. I want them to be there before I buy in. <laughs> But if they're going to fall to me, I'm going to take them. Um, I'll take the Cubs. I mean, holy shit, you're watching, what, a 6-0 Cubs lead right now? Or 6-1, sorry, apparently they just scored. But we have, if Stroman's healthy, he he pitched the other day. Um, I really can't tell. Steel's sort of a sweaty motherfucker, so... It might just be weirdly foggy. I really don't know. It's in Atlanta, though, so it shouldn't be foggy. Well, it doesn't look like um, it's raining. There's no water yeah, on like, not, batting helmets, seeing... right? There's no water on batting helmets, and guys have, still look, have the, red the dirt, dirt on their looks, pants. I mean, the dirt looks a little damp right in front of home plate, but we have multiple guys that can pitch fucking well on the starting staff. Uh, Steele, if Stroman's healthy, he can be there. Um, Javier Assad, really fucking good this year. Um, if we can get Alzale back for playoffs, which I can't remember how long he's supposed to be out. Uh, he's our fucking closer. Our bullpen's sort of, sort of shit. That's where we're a liability. That's a fucking, it's the last round, second to last pick. Um, I, I think Ross is a shitty manager. In all reality, I think I've said it before. I've definitely texted Sam that I fucking hate him many, many times. Um, I think he's a dog shit manager. But Tyone's had a really good second half the fucking year. Jordan Wicks has been a rookie starting for us that could easily be a long reliever. Or, you know, we fuck around and do something stupid where we have like Kyle Hendricks start a game and have a lefty come in. We could do some weird stuff. The bats should be better than they've been sort of down the stretch. We do get a bit streaky on offense, which is a very concerning thing when you have, you know, pitching staffs that are not fluky going against you. Um, 
but we have a we have a good amount of vets mixed in with some young guys that should be hungry to you know be there and have had good years and just it hasn't come out so at the end of the day we could we could be playoff threats especially if david ross figures out that maybe you know someone like fucking quas from the royals shouldn't ever fucking sniff the field in an important fucking situation um I think Alzale being healthy is the key to us making a run. If we don't have our closer for the playoffs, we're fucked. Like that's, I feel like that's not any team sort of in that situation outside of maybe the Braves who are stupid fucking good or like the Orioles. The Orioles have the Batista sort of throwing apparently with a partially torn UCL I'm hearing, but he's not obviously playing, but Cano, you know, can sort of step into that spot. It does throw off your like usual plans, but Cano was has been so good. I don't think the I, I wouldn't least. be worried at all about the Orioles bullpen. Like I, I think they can shuffle guys around to do what they need to do. Whatever. Yeah, no, you they know. they have the that's what I'm saying that they have the depth to do it. Like the Cubs <clears> don't. <throat> so that's why I'm saying like if Alzale's out for I, I don't know how long he was actually hurt for. Some he was on the 15 day IL with his forearm. So fuck. Uh, set to. F- advanced to facing live hitters this week so i mean he would probably be coming back for the playoffs um so give me the cubs in the last round there i feel like of the teams getting left off there's only one other that i really would like all righty then with the last pick my mr irrelevant of our little uh, mlb playoff draft here i'm gonna take the minnesota twins if for no other reason then they have a series against Oakland, which I think they're kicking the shit out of them right now, right? And and then they they follow that up with a series against the Rockies. So if nothing else, they'll have some momentum going into the playoffs. You know, Carlos Correa seems, sounds like he's going to be healthy soon. Uh, he's been there before. He knows to do. Uh, he knows how to win by any means necessary, and I mean any means necessary, Colin. No, I mean trust me, I fucking know. Yeah, I'm aware he's a piece of shit. Hide trash cans. <laughs> he but, is, uh, in fact, a corrupt piece of shit who has zero legitimate rings to his name. You're right, but, Dylan. But I'm going to be completely honest. I don't have a whole lot else nice to say about the Twins, so I'm going to say they go in with momentum, and I think that's a reasonable thing to see given the series I against think, Oakland I, I and the it's... series against the Rockies. You'll have momentum going in. Your hitters, your batters should feel good going into the playoffs. I think I think you're taking the one guarantee as well, which uh, logistically makes sense. Well, d- yes, but the teams yeah. left off. So there, uh, what? There's 14 teams making the playoffs this year. Yeah, we got to figure out how this is going to work. Maybe we'll have to give points on where these teams end up because if we do it by win, then teams that have a wild card game are you know. Yeah, so it, I, yeah, no, it throws it off a bit. I think it's going to be where we'll, all of your teams end up. We'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll do but this. There's later. only really, like, there's only two other teams that. <clears throat> I, I mean, the Mariners, you, but it depends how that ends up with the Rangers, and the Rangers are hot right now. So I don't, and the Mariners have not. The Mariners are well, the shitting Mariners away. Are a are game shitting, and a half out. Yeah, but the right Mariners, now, behind, the Mariners yeah. are shitting, shitting away their awesome August they had. And now into a kind of a shitty September, or at least shitty end of September. Well, they're they're another team that their offense just shuts the fuck off at any given moment. Their pitching staff is good. 
like their starting staff is good. I don't know. I mean, who else do I? Keep I don't the know. Fucking Marlins sure as hell not the fucking Reds. Uh, I mean, the <laughs> Reds were like when I said there was like really fifteen teams available. So the hell Reds yeah, the I'm 15th. taking the lo- I'm taking the team that's locked into the playoffs. No, yeah, no, it makes With fucking that, that absolute has to play a couple sense. of fucking cupcake teams rolling into those playoffs. Dude, I mean. There is Byron Buxton healthy. Does anyone know? Probably not. The answer, but I, I at, at any given moment he's not healthy, so I just really don't know. Yeah, the safe bet is no, but I, I unfortunately am not sure. He might have pulled he's, some shit he's off. He's not this playing year. today. That's that's uh, <laughs> making me think he's not. So I'm trying to solve that. But. So I, I'm thinking we're probably going to end up skipping betting this episode, so you guys will have to check out the Twitter. But I want to throw this out here. So the of the 12 teams we've drafted, and if you need a refresher, I've written down everybody's uh, picks here. I did too. Sam, let's start with Sam. Who do you think is the biggest surprise out of these 12 to be on our lists this year, this season, that mm. you, you wouldn't have expected, uh, you know, opening day? Or even a month into Honestly, the season. Honestly, I I hate to admit it. Uh, you know, I'll say it. It's uh, it's the Cubs. Or are we talking about my own list though? Or sorry, no, are we any, talking no, about no, no, just anyone. Out of these okay. twelve, out of yeah, these twelve, okay. we yeah. Picked. Then it's then it's it's the Cubs. Cool. I I think I genuinely did not expect them to be quite where they're at. Obviously, they they added to the roster this off season um, and figured to take some form of step forward, but admittedly thought it would be another year before they would be seriously competing um, and thought that the White Sox would probably still be better than them as a matter of fact. And that cannot be further from the truth. So I'd say it's probably the Cubs. And then Colin? Um, so here's the, here's the issue. I actually, I had some good predictions going into the year. I thought the Orioles and Diamondbacks were posed for breakout years. Um, so I think from the beginning of the year, if you if you said like who surprised me, I would say either the Phillies or the Rays. I definitely called out the Phillies for losing their pitching staff, like pieces of their pitching staff in the off season. Um, so it was a little shocking that they've had such a good year. I didn't think their pitching would step up like it did. And actually, at the beginning of the year, as I said, like. Uh, Ranger Suarez was an over every time you like saw him pitching. You'd bet, bet the over. He was rocking a shitty ERA to start the season, if I remember correctly. And then he turned it on because then he started fucking me on those overs. And then I thought the Rays would have some drop-off. I, I don't know. I just thought their pitching would sort of fall back to earth at some point. So, I mean... I, I think the Phillies would be my, my pick for who surprised me the most of like the teams that we're looking at right now. I want to put the Rangers out there just because, uh, you know, the, the prevailing opinion, I think, before opening day is, okay, the Astros are going to run the AL West with, uh, you know, with some scares probably from the Mariners because the Mariners historically have given the Astros the most trouble. And you know what? Maybe this is the years the Angels figure it out. But you know what? The Rangers were nowhere in that conversation, even with the the acquisition of Jacob deGrom. Uh, so they're, they're far and away. I mean, I was, I was surprised and, and I was ready to eat my own shit, you know, early, early in the season, the first month of the season when the Rangers looked like world beaters and, you know, they had some ups and downs on the way there, but, uh, I'm, I'm willing to, to go print off those receipts of me, uh, 
playing down the Rangers and eat shit on this one. Yeah, I mean, I I had the Rangers of like potential MLB futures the under on their stuff because who who actually believes Jacob Degrom's going to throw fucking twenty games a year? No one. Um, I would say they're surprising in the aspect of how they got there, which they had other finding talent that were they majors have been amazing at finding a replacement, even when it doesn't quite hold up. Cause you know that they have been kind of ravaged by in- injuries this season, but you know what? They do a pretty fucking good job of finding the right people to fill the holes. Yeah. Their offense, their offense, as I said earlier, as well, I'm pretty sure I said earlier, is it was ridiculous. Who saw um, Dane Dunning coming? Sam couldn't it could have because he got away from the fucking White Sox. Yeah, admittedly I did like Dane Dunning, although I uh I was content enough with the Lance Lynn trade. I was a little bummed to see Dunning go. I thought he was respectable. Uh, I liked his little glasses and soft tossing thing he had going. Could have been a real hot pitcher yeah, for you. I mean you you look at this fucking team uh for for the uh Rangers and they have Multiple guys who have missed part of the year. Jonah Heim was out, is out. If was out, if he's back, he's actually he's back. So that's good. Like he was, he was a potential all star there for a while, especially out the gate. He's sitting at ninety two RBIs himself, and he's he's missed a fair amount of time. Uh, Corey Seager missed some time. He's batting stupid. He's got a three thirty one average. you know, if the I don't whole know, they're, fucking they're bats, it, if the whole fucking AL West wasn't so goddamn streaky, they they had all the makings of like nearing a hundred win team. But everybody's so goddamn streaky in the AL West, Rangers included. Oh yeah, I mean fucking Astros, Mariners, yeah, and the streaky. Rangers were all all over the place. Obviously, the A's were where everyone expected them to be. So, but, but and you know what? I, if we were if we would have gotten into other MLB talk today, I would have said yes. The based on what we saw at the very beginning of the season of the A's, where we're like, hey, these guys aren't fit to play a Triple A team. Um, I think that was wrong. Obviously, they figured it out a little bit. Not obviously not to any amount of success, but uh, I do think uh, the amount of hate and criticism they got early in the season. Uh, they worked through that, and it was maybe not deserved. No, I uh, are you talking about the A's? Yeah. I don't think anyone ever blamed the players. No, but though. they looked it was like they never looked, the players. They looked like the worst team of all time. Like, maybe not the worst, but like one of the worst teams of all time through the months of April and May. And then you know, quickly that went away when the Kansas City Royals started shitting it up even worse. Yeah, but I mean, fucking still then, the Royals have Bobby Witt Jr. Like, they have That's actual, lone like... Bright, he, him and Carlos Santana are the lone bright spots on that team, it seems. Carlos Santana? Uh, what, what? Sorry, no, not... Uh, who's the... Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez, god damn it. There we go. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Well, even then, I don't think Salvi's had that good of a year. I mean, they... No, I yeah, think he he's, Mike he's got the career to back it up. I mean, he's kind of a pity all-star because like who the yeah, fuck he's else got, do he's got the ring on him <laughs> it's like who else do uh, we well, pick for the all-star game they they've had some you know like younger guys look like they haven't looked great overall Dude, but like you know, you know you i think there's more expectations for it's, someone like michael garcia than anyone Dude, if, on sam, the race. if sam is upset about the white Sox, well guess what the fucking royals have absolutely zero to look forward to 
Oh, well, guess who the White Sox hire all their fucking all their front office and, and leadership from is the fucking Royals. <laughs> if we ever go outside the organization, Chris Getz, Royals, uh, Pedro Grafal, Royals. It's I mean, they know dude, how to work because and cause... supposedly they almost they were thinking about bringing in Dayton Moore, which I don't think has actually happened. Thank God, but it, oh my God, I mean, because Uncle Jerry knows that the the Royals know how to like work with less and he doesn't want anybody who has uh-huh. any idea who has <laughs> any idea how to spend money he, he yep. doesn't want anyone having aspirations aspirations to fucking aspirations. spend it happens Colin's just a word machine over here <laughs> I still think uh, whatever the fuck Dylan was saying last scheme is, a, is less scheme. of a no, scheme scheme's pretty bad that was pretty that bad is aspirations <laughs> I see there's, one of one is a conscious decision, just, and the other one is just like a stumbling alcoholism. of the tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your ass, yeah. Your ass stood, up, stood there and said, "Scheme, scheme, scheme, scheme." scheme. He was really schemity, scheme, scheme, and that's scheme. Scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The schooner. Schooner. It's the fucking school. You have a good time at school today. It's it's the fucking no because I have a good school family guy. Gone to what? It's school. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thank it's you. The I whole will. Fucking, fucking Stewie from Family Guy doing the Wheatons. Wheatons. <laughs> this is worse. Yeah. 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 No, it was. It was just like that's how that word is said, rather than a bit. Wheat. Uh, and that will conclude our garbage sports opinions for tonight. Go check out our Twitter at Three Planes SB. That's at the number three P L A I N S S B to keep up keep up with our sports betting adventures and spreadsheet and keep an eye out for future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the hell else you get your podcasts from. Uh, we're probably gonna have to figure this whole thing out if Twitter starts charging because I ain't paying for that shit. And remember, quitters never win big, and big winners never quit. We're out of here. I could have been recording some good shit right there.